what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of cut the crap i'm your host christian here with my main man steven and rex let's get it going what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of cut the crap i'm your host christian here today with two special guests not one but two i got my man pj back in the building how you doing today pj bro you keep asking me to come back up here for some reason bro i don't even know what it is but you know i'm doing good today i definitely appreciate the call of course of course you know what it is people love you they enjoy you so they always want you back not only that, we got another fan favorite, Bo Flex in the building. How's it going today, Bo? What's good, Brody? You know, it's another beautiful day. The Yankees are winning. I can't complain. Mm. 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 <laughs> they also stealing signs, but we're not going to go there. Hey, we are not. Hey, can I help that Aaron Judge is just looking on over to see, you know, what's going on? Like he's getting help. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He can look whatever way he wants as long as he's looking up at my Orioles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a beautiful day. Unfortunately, we do not have Steven or Rex with us. Uh, they both have situations going on, but it's okay. The show will continue and we'll bring you some greatness here with two great, amazing uh, people that I can have up here. So I appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, but we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, we actually had a fan question okay and i was super excited when we saw this i jumped for joy like yes people you guys are emailing in your questions and we love it um this is a very good question and i i like this because these two gentlemen don't live in this state so it gives me a good good it lets me excuse me understand their mindset of it and what they think about it um and the question comes from a mr sunshine 2000 I'm not going to put at what email address. I don't want you guys emailing him or bashing him about his question. Um, but he has a two part question. First part of the question is what do we think about uh, the new law that DeSantis passed that he is now banning Chinese citizens um, from buying land in the state of Florida. Uh, so meaning these are people that are not American citizens. They have a citizenship in China, um, no American citizenship. Um, and then part two to the question was also DeSantis is fining uh, builders and corporations for hiring Ill illegal immigrants to work on job sites. Uh, if you get caught doing it, the fine is pretty hefty up to losing your license for up to a year. Um, so I thought those were both really good questions. Um, you know, I have my thoughts on it as well, but I would love to hear what you guys think. We'll kick it off with Bose to start off because you just popped up on my screen first. Uh, so, Bo, what's your thoughts on the first part of the situation? Uh, what do you think about him banning Chinese citizens to um, buy land in the state of Florida? So it's, it's actually pretty wild when you you look at the issue and why they would want to block it. But I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and if you really want to get a... Uh, a real life application of what happens if you don't start taking steps like this now, you got to go and look at sections of Africa. Uh, believe it or not, the Chinese actually came in and they've been buying up property and industrializing like crazy to the point where you got a lot of people who are being priced out of areas. Um, the ownership, that that regional ownership of certain commodities is kind of gone. Uh, and they, like, they've almost built more than people need so mm. you wind up having this like abundance of properties with nobody that can even afford to fill them. You know what I mean? And we, we already got enough issues here. I just, I, I couldn't see this hurting us. I, I think it's a, a protection that people aren't thinking about right now, but they really should be. I like that. I like that. Yeah. We, um, it's funny you bring that up about, um, Africa because me and the wife went on a cruise last year and, uh, we went to St. Martin. Um, as a lot of the viewers know, I posted about it and all that and talked about it, but in St. Martin, it's the same way. All the corner stores and grocery stores are actually owned by Chinese, uh, Chinese people, Chinese citizens. You know, they, they actually own every single grocery store. There is not 
a grocery store you could go to in St. Martin, both on the Dutch and the French side that is owned by a native Dutch or French citizen. It's owned by the Chinese. Um, they have, you know, they bought out pretty much that market and they, they kind of have like a monopoly on there where they're running the whole show out there. So I, I like the way that thought I, my first initial reaction. Well, before I get to mine, let me go to PJ. I'm sorry, PJ. What's your thoughts on it? Man, the crazy part is I think we had a conversation about this a few days ago, or was it last week? On um, what we were playing, same exact thing. Um, I mean, normally for me, bro, I'm normally the one on. I don't want to ever block illegal immigrants, or not even say illegal immigrants, but any any culture, any race, religion, any of that from doing anything in general. Um, but I think Bo brought the same exact thing up. Was like, you know, they're out in these other countries, purchasing all this land, building up, and that's something that we don't have access to. Um, because especially like you know, if I don't, I don't know, have you released this part yet about about you and your land and your and your upcoming? No, no, I haven't. Um, so you could go ahead though. Go ahead and talk about it. Okay, but I mean something like that, something like you know, congratulations on that for purchasing, you know, having your home built. But then the same exact thing, especially if somebody else buys at home, that's less land that we're able to purchase. That's less land that um, you know, trying to do what we call generational wealth, but having some type of land that we can pass down to our family but if somebody else comes in and takes it i mean what happens like go back to you know pilgrims coming in taking the land from the indians that type thing so same thing along that lines like that protection cool after getting more information you know speaking with y'all in regards to it then i was like all right cool i can definitely understand that part um you know we definitely don't want somebody else from another country coming in taking up all our land uh you know that way we didn't have to pay them that takes our wealth down so definitely don't want that part to happen um and i mean i'm, I'm sure they're going to try to find loopholes around it you know finding investors here and putting it up under their name type thing but of course that's just just provisions and stuff that we got to put into place to make sure that that doesn't happen in general you, you got to look at the play of like how how it's important though right like owning a house isn't important owning the land that house land oh yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's important right itself. <laughs> so yeah it was a it was a big distinction to say like they can't own the land because we we're already in debt right exactly you start thinking about how that that dollar is going to flow if you got non-us citizens you got a bunch of chinese citizens who were already trillions in debt too right how we get there beyond me but they now own the land well we're going to need to develop on it because the land didn't just move to china it's here so by us developing on it, then you have a U.S. entity that has to then pay money into that land ownership, flowing that cash back to China. That that is right? perfect. That is a perfect way to say it. I love that because you know what? My first thought at first when I heard about it, um, and, I, and it was me and my wife talking about it. I'm just like, man, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of messed up. But my wife brought up a good point. And as you guys know, um, I did actually. Now that I think about, it, told you guys we bought a house. Um, but like PJ said, thanks. You know, I appreciate you shouting me out for that. Um, when we on our way to purchase a house, we noticed the state of Florida is turning into a more rental property state, meaning a lot of big corporations are buying land, building houses on it and renting out the houses. They're not selling the house, you know, and, and I, I get it. They know they can make more money by renting it because um, they'll have that for years to come than selling it. Um, so, you know, when we were talking about it, my wife was the one that actually was like, my member St. Martin, look how what's going on there. That could be the same thing. And then I started thinking about it more and I'm like, you know what? Like Bo said, the, they're buying this land, right? Acres and acres of land. If a developer wants to come and build houses on that land, or if they want to build a shopping you know, strip on that land, they now have to pay the entity that owns the land, which is, would be Chinese, you know, a Chinese citizen um, for either, you know, business or whatever they are. And they're just, they're funding that money back out of the U S into China. The money is not staying within here. Um, so I think that is a, a very good cause that they, he did sign that. Um, I know a lot of people were not happy about it, but you know, you got, it got to look at it as, as Bo said, like we want to keep that money in the U S we want to keep that land in the, the land's not getting up and leaving to China. It's here in the U.S. We need to develop the land in the future, um, and it's it's stuff that has to be done. And I think it is a great way to hopefully stop a lot of these corporations. 
and not saying a majority of the corporations are Chinese corporations, but you know, hopefully this will stop a lot of corporations as well as buying up these lands and just using it to build rental properties. And they'll use it for people to actually want to buy homes and buy and buy stuff and build stuff on it. So, yeah, well, we gotta, we gotta start keeping it real about what situations are like the, the biggest pushback that I seen on it was people talking about, well, this is, this isn't like, the state of China, right? The, mm -hmm. the government state uh, of China purchasing it. These are individuals, but correct. I mean, the same way it is with us, like, because there's Americans that own property elsewhere. There's only a certain type of American that can afford to buy a property in a different country, and that's not leisure. That's still a business transaction. That's a that's an investment for them, you know. So, mm -hmm. I'm not looking at it as a state business, but those people, any any person regular person that's over there that you think is going to come here and just buy property like we're talking buying land from the u.s government that's business on, on every level mm -hmm. it just might not be as corporate as people are used to oh definitely definitely land land is very important um as you see how the market is like everything is increasing the value of land has increased tremendously um and it's funny when i was on jury duty uh there is a house in the middle of a parking lot that's fenced off and the owner of that house will not sell and you know his land value is so it has gone through the roof now because you have a business to the right of them the courthouse to the left of them and the parking lot is built or they have a, both parking lots built around this man's house so like you see the cement go all the way up to the man's fence and then wrap around the man's fence you know what i mean like he has prime real estate and you know eventually hopefully he does sell maybe or his kids will sell once he passes away i heard it's an older gentleman that owns the house but you know real estate is just going to keep going up you know the value of homes is going to keep going up i hate to say it guys we're not ever going back in pricing the days of two dollar gas and dollar 99 gas and even like 250 is over with like the new standard is like 325 and up I'm happy when I see yeah, it hit 325. Like I'm over here jumping for joy. Hey, you know, it's it's just the it's the fact that everything's going up. Everything is going up in price. And this is this is the one thing I'll say to it, right? I I hope that the powers that be find a way to expand this law in the future so that it's not so targeted just towards China. Uh, I know that's the biggest threat that they see, but they ain't the only ones that could finesse us. Oh, no. Right now, it seems like they're the only ones that we've taken this step to to protect against. So I mean, the only pushback I kind of got on it is like, I wish that they would have made sure if this is what you're going to do, you, you did it against all people, not just exactly a certain select. I mean, you know, because they're not they're not looking at the small ones like you're not. No offense. You're not looking at like Mexico or anything like that coming out here and purchase land. If they come purchase land from Mexico or any of those. But the main part, not to say it's going to be drug cartel, but that's like <laughs> only the certain ones that can afford it. Oh, um, yeah. right. But but I mean, for that much, for like a from a homeland security standpoint, why wouldn't you block any non-citizen? Yeah, like Russian, Russian. Land? There's a lot yeah. of Russian billionaires. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what I'm saying. It has to be places like that. It has to be like places like China, Russia. You might have some portions of Africa, stuff like that, but. It's going to, have to be more the the developed nations than you're talking about like the small miniature ones. So that's why they're not really thinking about that. We're already battling with Russia and stuff now. So mm -hmm. um, what do you what do you think about this? What do you guys think about this? Sorry to cut you off, PJ. Spreading over no, throughout good. the U.S. Do you think this is something that should expand beyond Florida and go through all the U.S. states or? Oh, it's it's definitely going to expand because I think when you get to like the 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 Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, when you get to places that's nothing but farmland and stuff like that. So even with our agriculture, um, you know, it's going to come into play because that's that's land. Like you said, we're running we're having a, a shortage in properties here now that you can purchase. You have a, a shortage in the amount of land that you can purchase. So that's why everything is skyrocketing. So they're going to start going out to to these farms and fields and trying to get those actual locations. Like, you know, we, we pay people what we pay people to live in Alaska. Watch Alaska is going to be up next. If Russia tries to come into that port, they're already dealing with the cold. Yeah. You know, they're used to that climate. So Alaska is what our biggest state that we have. So I mean, I, when you start I'm, looking at that aspect, yeah. I'm I'm for it if um 
Well, I'm, I think we should be smarter about how we do it if we're going to do it on a national scale, first and foremost. I, I don't think you should name any one country. I think you should have a policy, regardless of what country they're coming from. Because, you know, for that much, I could be from, from Russia or China, but then move to Morocco and get Moroccan citizenship just so I could do the same thing through them. It doesn't make me less of an agent for, you know, my, my previous nation. Um, so there's ways, there's always nationality loopholes through all that. I think the part that would open me up to it more as a practice, nationally speaking, would be if we were going to use this to generate a marketplace to recoup some of those losses we've been taking. Mm. China, we're trillions in debt. Okay, we'll sell to your people, but y'all are going to get a crazy rate. So it's, it's not really going to be worth it for you to buy the land. But if you do, this is going to help us close that gap. So we, we're going to be able to make back some of what we owe. Okay. No, I like that. I like that thought. I like that thought process. I agree with you. It shouldn't be uh, targeted just to one country. I know we're like hyper-focused on, on China right now and everything, but it definitely should expand out to... You know, all I think all countries, if you're not a US citizen, it should be it should just be like that. Or make it, you know, only a certain amount of land could be sold to, you know, foreigners and all that. So I definitely I definitely agree with that. Let's jump on to the second part of his question now. Um with that being said, he also signed with other laws that are going to affect July first that uh companies can no longer you know, start hiring illegal immigrants on the side to work on property or whatever um, without them being fined. Um, I want to start this one off. And the reason why I want to start this one off is because I'm actually, it's actually going to affect me as of now. Um, and the reason why is because we're purchasing a home that is being built now. Uh, when Before this went into effect, when we went up to see my house being built every week, we would go there. There were several illegals probably, or, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm, I'm make, I probably making an ass out of myself for assuming, but I know they were Mexican. Don't know if they were illegal or not, but they were working on not only my home and several other people's homes. When my mom built her house, there was a lot of, it was majority Mexicans that I've seen personally every time that I went to see her house being built that were there building their homes. Um, so it's fair to say, at least in the state of Florida, Majority of people are from what I could see personally, this is me. I could see that are building homes are Mexicans. Um, when this got the word got out that DeSantis was doing this, um, which happened last week, I believe, or a week, two weeks ago at most, I've noticed going to my home, there has been less Mexicans there building homes. Like the lots are a lot more emptier. The it seems the pace of my house being built slowed down tremendously um and what i mean is for example my roof was put up two weeks ago and the blue tarp or the waterproofing tarp was put down the only thing that's left is the shingles to be placed up and it's been two weeks and the shingles are just still sitting on the top of my roof nothing has been put up you know what i mean where when before this was announced they were doing three or four houses at one time now granted i know when you're building you have a process and there's a time when everybody, everything is done. They, they have a schedule for it. But just from what I've seen within the last two weeks of me going there, the lots are not as busy. Um, there's less people there going and doing stuff, you know. And granted, this past weekend was Mother's Day weekend. I get it. But normally, like I said, last year when my mom's house was being built, or yeah, it was last year because she's been there one year now. Every, even holidays, we went during Labor Day and the 4th. And they were out there building like they did not care. They were out there. So I already saw that change. Um, my thoughts of it is, you know, this is great. I guess, you know, you're saying you're going to give more American citizens jobs, right? Well, what's going to end up happening with giving more American citizen jobs? The cost is going to go up. You're going to have to pay these American citizens. Now, you're not going to get a roofer to put a roof up for, say, $20 an hour. You're going to get a professional that's going to want 30 to $35 an hour. Cause as American citizens, we're greedy. We want, we want more money for everything all the time, you know? So then what's going to happen there. That's going to cause an inflation of properties of costs. That means everything, the roofing shingles, drywall, AC, all that's going to go up because now they have to pay, you know, the American citizen that is qualified as they say, quote unquote, to do this job. 
they're going to pay them more to do it, which in the long run is going to cause the housing price to go up. Luckily for us, we did sign a contract, so we're already locked in at the house rate. So I know our pricing of the house won't go up, but I could see in the future, these housing costs in the state of Florida are going to skyrocket because of that. I really feel and believe, you know, I know some companies will try to get away with it and all that and, and probably fact make fake, you know, documentations or whatever, however they do what they do. Um, but I have a strong feeling that's going to increase the pricing of houses, the pricing of everything, because they're going to have to pay. They're going to have to pay. Now they got to pay a lot more than what they're paying. Well, that's my thought on it. PJ, we'll let you go next. Since uh, we started with Bo last time, what's your thoughts on that? So, yo, the crazy part is, like I told you, um, I don't do politics, but I had a cousin that voted for Trump back in the day. Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation with him in regards to it. And we're like, why? So, well, he wants to he wants to, you know, bring everything, get jobs back for the American people, blah, blah, blah. You want to put the, the wall up. You know, he wants to make sure to keep immigrants out. And I was like, yo, I said, but he was like, they're coming to take our jobs. I was like, you work at the shipyard. What do you mean? They're not taking your job at the shipyard. I said, they're not taking your engineering job. They're not taking, you know, your CEO job. I said, the jobs that they're working are the lower end jobs that we don't want to do. You don't mm -hmm. want to be out there in the field in the summer picking oranges, uh, you know, doing pineapples, doing whatever in the field, doing his work. You know, the construction sites, like you said, on your house, you know, they're out there. No offense. The, the houses are getting done in like record time. Yeah, because they're coming in doing the work and they're bringing in their family that, you know, you're bringing in more people. And granted, again, I understand they're illegal immigrants, but they're doing jobs that we don't want to do. I've done construction personally. Um, and even though my construction was on like the, the tallest hotel that we got in Virginia Beach, the Westin. Um, but even out there, you know, we had, you know, I don't I'm not going to say they were illegal immigrants, but, you know, I know that we had Hispanics and all of them out there working, but they were working. You know, that's the thing. We have a we have a, a, a strong work ethic, but they are not to say there's a different, but they're they're ready to take care of their family. That's not just here, but their family that's home to do a better life for them. So um, when I had that conversation, I'm like, bro, like you're you're, you know, chastising people based on what they want to do. They're trying to take care of their families, even though they're out here making two, three, four, five, six dollars an hour while we're out there making 20 to 30 dollars an hour for the same job. Um, you know, I, I can't. I, I can't be that person that's going to take that job or take something away from somebody that's trying to feed their family. I'm mm -hmm. not going to do that. And then the same thing, like you said on your house, like uh, when, as soon as you, I, I saw a, another post on it, like I've been on social media all the time, bro. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm scrolling through, I'm not really paying attention, but it did catch my eye. And they were talking about when he did pass a law that they were put into effect. And he was showing the same thing about all these houses that when you would ride down the street, that were being built in these neighborhoods and neighborhoods shooting up in months, you know, four, five, six months, you have a whole entire neighborhood built. Houses going up in record time, two to three weeks, like type thing. Yeah. But then they were just like, as soon as it, as soon as he passed the law or they were talking about that law, the crazy part was the, the building of the homes went down. They were saying you could ride through neighborhoods in Florida and you could just see like construction. You could mm -hmm. see the bricks still out. You could see the wood still out. You could see the tarps. You could see everything. The siding, you could see all that just laid out because they have nobody to do um, to do the work. And, you know, with the, with the housing market the way it is, like you said, it's going to make the housing market in itself skyrocket because we don't want to get out there to do it. And not to say we don't want to, but like you said, bro, if, if you come out and I went to school for engineering, I've been doing construction for 10, 15 years, I deserve to get paid that, which I'm not going to take that away from you. Yes, you deserve to get paid that. But if I have to pay a construction worker that fee, and this is a business thing, if I have to pay what it's worth, then I'm not going to eat that cost. That cost is going to be put onto this consumer. Mm -hmm. So here's the increase in value of your homes. Like, try to find a house now. You're not going to find a house for under 200. Like, you're looking at three pretty soon. You're going to be looking at half a million being the base price for houses. We're already looking it at that right. in Florida for, for a minimum five bedroom, everywhere we searched, we were at a half a million or better. Like the house we built now was under just barely under a half a million, but still in the fours, like you're not going to find anything, anything anywhere in the state of Florida for five bedrooms for that price. Unless you're going to like 
the ghetto or you're going to like a really bad area of florida so oh, that's that's a ghetto condo around here nice <laughs> that's a ghetto that. condo around there see <laughs> see but that's, but that's what i'm drive. saying like and that's what i'm saying like now it's 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 crazy like we're living like you know they say our generation we don't we don't have time for midlife crisis i don't know if y'all seen that mm-hmm. that that little tiktok we don't have time for midlife crisis because we've been through everything from uh you know uh 9-11 we've been through the swine flu the swine flu we don't been through COVID, pandemic yep. bro Co- like all this stuff <clears throat> we've been through everything so for us it's just normal life to see this but when you actually take a take a step back and look at everything bro like i'd say our parents have to go through all the stuff because yes they had to go through it too but we literally were raged during uh uh some type of pandemic or or inflation or all that time after time after time so for us it's just like bro like at what point do we get a break for it because like you said not the and me i'm still trying to buy a house myself and the crazy part is bro like and not to put it out there like i, I bring in close to twelve thousand a month not to say that i can't afford a house but it's like yo at this point for what i want like i'm going to be paying can't afford the house you thought twelve thousand a month was going to afford you when you started doing that exactly that's what i'm saying i'm just like bro like why like i might as well go ahead and rent bro because at that point it's, it's no point. here's the here's the thing in all fairness though and i like i i tend to i tend to approach these things from more of like a an economist standpoint so it the humanitarian um, there's a whole humanitarian part behind it that i don't even really get into because quite frankly not enough's going to be done to be able to change that i just if we look at the market and we justify the prices, it's going to be that whether or not we have illegal skilled labor. There, there there's plenty of pieces at play that's going to make that fluctuate. Um, so I, the way that I'm I'm looking at it is, we have these illegal immigrants, we have these skilled hands because they're a, a band aid for a bigger problem. And that bigger problem was that. We overemphasize people going and getting four-year educations and didn't put enough into trades or value mm-hmm. enough actual hard labor, right? So mm-hmm. everything from that point, everything from that decision to kind of refocus the workforce, so to speak, seems like it's been in damage control. And this is this is like an inevitable point. They shot themselves in the foot with it. I'm not mad at it because I think the band-aid needed to be pulled off, but these people were only circumventing our kind of own cultural laziness and inefficiency. It's going to mm-hmm. force us as people to say, you know what? Something's got to get like things are getting too expensive. The jobs got to get done. You know what I mean? Them times are going to get hard enough where you start working. A jo- You're going to see higher class people working jobs that they didn't want, but that they need to, because it's, it's just making things that it'll, it'll jumpstart the machine uh, back to where it should be. But no, I mean, I, I always saw this as kind of a Band-Aid, and I'm kind of glad it's going to suck, but I'm kind of glad the Band-Aid's being peeled off. Maybe we could really reset from this point. And this goes back into, like remember that. That, that late night conversation? Yes, sir. 100%. What, go back to that, you know, that somebody didn't want to push record. We ain't going to name no names. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, that goes back into that, like, what is, is there really a reset point? Right. Is there really a reset? You're right. I mean... We, we have to end up resetting, resetting soon. Um, we have to do something. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. Um, you know, one thing I've heard the argument was this land was built on the backs of immigrants and it was, I'm not taking nothing from it. It was these houses. Like I said, PJ, you said it best. They bring their whole family into it. When, um, my mother's house was being built. I remember she came down one weekend and she was talking to the builders and, or the builder. It was one, two people there, a man and a wife. And she was just asking, you know, oh, what, you know, do you guys work together or whatever? And he, she was explaining, oh, well, the way they do it is they contract out certain parts of the house to companies that bid for it and we do everything. So we're building, we got contracted for 15 houses and we're doing the whole second floor and the roof. And she was like, just you two? He was like, well, we bring our family, you know, our cousins come out to help when they can. Our mm-hmm. kids on the weekends come out and help. I, and when she said kids, my mom's eyes dropped like kids. She was like, yeah, they're 17 and 18. They come out and help um, on the weekends when they're not doing schoolwork or anything like that. And I, she would, my mom, I remember me and my mom couldn't believe it. We're like, yo, 
this is like a family run thing but this brings back to what pj says they they bring their whole family out to do it and they're the only ones willing to do it you know what i mean and this will start the process where hey you know you guys complaining about not enough jobs well there's a shit ton enough jobs now there but you know just be aware that's that's the crazy part it's gonna it's gonna all set and all those people all those americans screaming oh we want more jobs keep the jobs in america all right we're gonna keep it in america now expect the inflation though to go through the roof as well for that so 100 but but look that's i see it because from a, a restriction standpoint like we're putting the clamps on the wrong end if if i'm looking at these big Ryland, MV Homes, Ryan Homes, Richmond American. I mean, you got massive developers that are throwing up houses and you're like, yo, bro, people aren't even buying houses right now. How are you building two or three developments on top of each other? You squeezing them in places they shouldn't even be. Mm -hmm. Just developing all over the daggone place. They're doing it with that same skill labor like you were just talking about. And it, it's all that's all over the place. That's not even something that's just regional to Florida. Exactly. Well, mm -hmm. if that guy is undocumented, you can't pay him the same way that you would pay a documented employee, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not paying him the same way, then he's not getting taxed the same way. So exactly. it's, it's way advantageous on these, these companies. Like, how much money have they not put into our economy just by oh, paying actual people? That... that Little by little, that stuff makes up a difference. It does. Now, it's just in Florida they're talking about it, but if they had to do that nationally speaking, that's right. a lot of money that just went went back into the, the economic machine. That's a that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money, and that's keeping a lot of money out of their pockets because, like you said, they're not paying them the same way like they would pay regular. So that means they're pocketing up. a lot of that money. Straight and, up. Or if you, you know, got undocumented, cool. We should treat that like tax evasion. That's that's really mm. what you're trying to get at. I mean, Ooh. but that's that's all it is. It's everything because, like you said, the same thing. Um, you know, paying somebody under the table like that's on. That, mm -hmm. Like even even so, even as a business owner, and I'll say it. Even with mine, I eat the taxes from my guys that work. I eat that. I'm not supposed to do it, but they have their own business. They still run their own stuff. But when they come out and do work for me, you know, I pay it such and such. I eat the taxes for that. That's part of your business agreement. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, uh, look, I agree to it. Like, I'm, I'm going to say it. Like you said, it's, it's not done in the best business practices because, you know, when you get to certain stuff, they're talking about how, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're supposed to pay the taxes that for your income, for what your business makes, whatever you outsource or your 1099 employees, like that type thing, they're responsible for that. Cool. I understand that. But like you said, somebody's getting paid under the table. There's no taxes. Yeah. So who, who eats that? That's, that's less stuff for us to have here. And we want to talk about roads and we want to talk about, you know, all the education and where's the money at and I'm paying this taxes. And then, you know, we got another person we can bring in on a tax conversation later. Um, but that that yeah. goes back to that. That goes back to that conversation that we had that night. That was, that's, somebody, that's somebody didn't push record on. But, yeah. No, um, no. <laughs> Listen, and, and the conversation he's talking about, I mean, I mentioned it to you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a couple of guys. It was like three of us. And uh, we went into a deep conversation about, you know, government control, non-government control. And it was a it was a great conversation. I didn't hit record, so you guys can't hear it. That would be a conversation that would just be in our memories and go down forever. Even though we probably did more in one night than the government has done in all its years working on how to solve a lot of issues. Um, yeah, we low-key saved the world and then forgot. Like, did <laughs> we, we did. Yeah, we, 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 were, League, we were superheroes that night. We were we were true superheroes. The world would have been a better place because of us. And I didn't hit record, so that's on me. Um, so the, either the main theme, if you remember that night, was literally pull the band-aid off. Pull the band-aid mm -hmm. off. That's <laughs> it. Pull and the when, band-aid off. And that's the thing. When do we start? I really feel Governor DeSantis is one of those people to pull the band-aids off. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people love him. Um, you know, uh, a good friend of ours that his name won't be mentioned said it best. He could do more. I know he wants to be president of the United States, but he could do more by staying the senator of Florida than he would be able to do for as a U.S. president. Now, I'm yeah, not going to lie to you because even even with talking like just looking at the uh, looking at the different topics, everything that he's doing. My first joint is like, bro, like, why would you do this? Like you you. You're messing up. I ain't gonna cuss on the joint, but mm -hmm. you're messing up. But then, as I sit there and do more research and start to think about it, like that's the best part about having these conversations with y'all. 
is the fact that it's, it's different viewpoints on it, bro. But you got to think about it from this viewpoint. And as soon as I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I, I still feel for the, the immigrants part because there's certain jobs that we're not going to want to do. Um, but like you said, we got to we gotta literally pull off the mandate and we're going to have to sink or, sink or swim. It's going to become that. We do. I mean, the we're all... Like, with mentioned any type it, of policy... Okay. The, the problem is with any type of policy, right? If you just look at this stuff, let's let's approach it from either you're you're coming up with human rights policies, you're coming up up with socioeconomic policies, you're coming up with just basic economic policies, whatever it is. If you do it right, you're not thinking about people per se, but how people interact and how they operate, right? So then when we start plugging it in and looking at how people are affected by it, you're always going to have somebody that's an outlier. Somebody's always going to be up in arms, ready to cancel whoever for proposing a bill. or it, That's that's just that you can't make everybody happy at the same time. That's, yeah. man, I'm so glad you said that. And that's the problem with America, though. We try so hard to make every citizen happy. You go to other countries. No other country bends over backwards like the U.S. does. Nobody. You go to these countries, when I'm talking about on cruises, I've gone to countries, I'm talking about you know, and, and besides the people in, at the ports that they have to bend over backwards because they're trying to make a lot of money. When you go inland, you if you don't speak their language, they're not trying to get an interpreter for you to speak their language or try to find somebody to help you. You need to speak their language. You know, perfect example. You know, we went to DR. We went inland and I was with a group of people, the Bobs. You know, we had a whole episode about the Bobs and, you know, they're they're American citizens. They're they're white. They don't speak any Spanish. And when we were there, we were ordering breakfast and they were struggling to do order breakfast because they don't speak Spanish. Now, for me, I understand Spanish, which is weird, but I can't speak it. It's backwards. I know. I get it. I'm, I'm a crazy Hispanic, you know, but I, I know I could say certain words and break it down. And I was able to break it down enough to order breakfast. And luckily we had a, a taxi driver that had a cell phone that worked and we could download Google translate on his phone real quick. But you know, that was a perfect example. You know, when we went to St. Martin and we went inwards on the French side, they speak French inland. They speak French. So if you don't speak French, they were looking at you like, Oh, well, we're not going to help you. You know what I mean? They don't care. America cares way too much. And because we care too much, I think we raised a generation of fucking babies. People whine and complain about every little thing. You have no idea how good you guys have it here in America compared to other countries. And you bitch and complain, oh, if this guy's president, I'm moving to this other country. Why don't you go ahead and move and live in some of these other countries and see what they go through? You know, America is great. Give you, they give you so much freedom. They give you so many different things. There's other countries that do it as well, but there's countries out there that are, are not as great. And that struggle through it. Korea, you know, China, Japan, Russia, freaking, you know. You know what's you know what's wild about that though, man? So many. I, I love that. I love that, but like hate it at the same time. Yeah. I you know, I I, I lived in Germany. I've spent time in Cuba. Like I've I, so I've stayed in some of these places and <laughs> they don't look at it like that because they never had better to lose something. They don't necessarily look at what we have as better. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like the people who came up in the ghetto. You didn't have a feel a feeling of loss. Like you knew you wasn't getting what the, the the rich kids got. But like, how do you miss something you never had? Exactly. You, you know what I mean? So it's it's different for them. But they all possess something. I'll say culturally, just in terms of their nations, there's collectively things that they value that we just don't hear. There's a sense of neighborhood there where here it's like you only examine the dude next to you, you to figure out how much you should fear them or how they're, how they're offending you. Right. Like so when we're, in, and when we're in Cuba, you know what I mean? They could see that I was kind of shook. This wasn't long after Freddie Gray, you know what I mean? And they're walking around with, they got rifles, guns and stuff like that they went out of their way to make sure that I felt comfortable. And this is Cuba, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So everything we're hearing here about, I, I, I told my wife, well, she was my, my, my fiance at the time. I was like, yo, we got lied to. Like everything I knew about Cuba was wrong. Everything I knew about it was wrong. Man, watch Fast and the Furious, bro. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> this guy. 
It's about family. I'm about to unplug my mic. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, it's funny you mentioned that. That is, that is actually a really good point. Um, I remember growing up, like back then, and we used to be like that, though. Like, we cared about each other. Back in the days, I grew up in New York, and I remember playing down, you know, downstairs in the parking lot, and everybody knew who my mom was, who all the kids' moms were. And if you were act up, you know, the elders on the bench would be like, oh, I'm going to tell your mom. I'm going to tell your grandma. You better not do that. To now, we're looking at, oh, who's this person out here? Is he a pedophile or... Oh, he's black. He looks scary. He might be a gangster. Oh, he's smoking weed. Oh my God, we got to call 911. He, he's a drug dealer. You know, like we look at people so different. And when, I don't understand why that changed or when that changed. I really feel mo it changed mostly through like the social media era. Um, And you know, and uh, I, always, I always say it was always out there. We just didn't know about it. We see it now because of more social media, but it's just crazy how different it is now. We, um, you know, that saying, like, you never argue with an idiot in public because from a distance, nobody knows the difference, right? <laughs> yep. So, there was a time where we were everything that we talked about, and we could scream it because, like, if you didn't agree, then we just had the strongest military and we would wipe you out. Like, that's just how it worked. We would invade you, we would turn your own government against you. Like, that's that's just how it worked. But We've got a really long time without actually having to follow through on being those people. Right. So now you got like a generation or two generations later, people bragging off the accomplishments of our grandfathers and our great grandfathers. Right. Not not actually stuff that you still have people taking all those life lessons, all those morals and putting it into the work that we're collectively doing. Um, I think back to this. Uh, it was my, one of my favorite shows. Um, it was called Newsroom. It used to come on HBO. And the dude got faced with this question, you know, it was kind of like a, a, a panel discussion. The girl asked him, you know, what makes America the greatest country in the oh, world? And he just, yeah. Paul Collar was like, who said we're the greatest country in the world? And that, like a light bulb for me, it went off, right? We just, people culturally just have this winner thing. We're the greatest country. We're the best at this and that. We never really worried about actually staying that or holding up to that. So now we're at the point where the world in itself, they don't even bother arguing with us about it. Like we're going to let the, the, the village idiot talk. Yeah. They'll burn themselves out. Okay. We're going to actually go and do our stuff. Right? And we, we've slowly been seeing ourselves slide back. The, the tipping point, the next tipping point that we're going to hit is going to come when the land of milk and honey, that myth, the rest of the world actually wakes up to it. What happens when we're not the place for the Venezuelans and the Guatemalans and the Hondurans, the people that are willing to do what we don't want to do, Stop coming here because it's just not worth it. Like there's somewhere else that's more advantageous. We mm -hmm. are so royally effed at that point. Oh, we are. We are. It's um, it's not even funny how how fat, how bad we are. And it's funny because I'm looking up now, like our math scores compared to our mathematics, science, and reading scores. Those are like the three basics that they always do the ranking in. Bro, we're we're dumb. That's that's point blank. Period. We're dumb compared to the rest of the world. You you wanna you wanna put it in comparison, bro? Like just you know, I'm a, I'm a soccer fan. You you know, we, we do the FIFA thing. Look at youth soccer players. Youth soccer players. They're not even like in school for anything academic, really. They're just focusing on soccer. But they speak like four languages. Mm -hmm. And we got people here up in arms because people speak Spanish, bro. So we are ranked fifty in science and reading in the in the yep. world and ranked. 76 in mathematics. There's other countries that pass us like the top bro. countries right now Singapore, Hong Kong, developed. and um, Ty Taiwan and Finland. Those are the top countries right now in those in those three things: science, bad. mathematics, and readings. I told you. I told you when uh, compared to the rest of the world, bro, we we are dumb. Like we are, like you said, the village idiot. That is us in general. But check it out on Facebook. We number one. <laughs> that's, look, that's, that's what social media says, bro. You got to believe it. whatever social media says, bro. That's And like you said, like Gonzo said, I think that's what we went wrong, bro. Uh, with, like, you know, having to back it up back in the day type joint. It's because now you got social media is out there so you can have anybody to have, uh, you know, that can, can co-sign for you. Oh, yeah, bro, you're doing everything. You're doing great, blah, blah, blah. But you don't really got half that many people that's like, nah, bro. You're not doing shit. So how can how can we bring ourselves back up? 
I mean, this is a different topic now we're going into, but just curious on what your thoughts are. How, how can we make ourselves great again? Or, I mean, I mean, we haven't been great since we stopped building stuff. We, America doesn't build anymore. We're the, we're the number one country for imports, not exports. And, um, but see, that's the, we that's imp- the problem, we import bro. Everything. Like, like both touch placed on it, bro. Like no offense. I think I don't want to get too much into our conversations, but I think we had a conversation with me, you and fluff. And we were talking about, you know, uh, the kids, when they get older, they have to go to school for military. Um, and, and that's such a point. Like both said, we, we don't put emphasis on trades anymore, bro. We don't, we don't put emphasis on the plumbers. We don't put emphasis on the electricians that are going to, you know, like we got uh, ECPI here, Tidewater Tech, that's going to the trade schools. Like, you know, here in, in, in Norfolk, we got the military bases. So working at the shipyards, trades like that, you know, simple stuff. Like, no offense, I can make a Cat 5, Cat 6, whatever cable I need to make in my backyard. I can go build a table if I need to. But that's stuff that I learned on my own. That wasn't something that I went to school for. Mm-hmm. But, again, as, as parents, and I say it a lot of times, bro, we are, we are the reason that our kids are the way that they are. We try to protect them and, and give them everything that they need. Um, thinking that, you know, give them, and, you know, we, we, we invented the, the, the tablet babies. Um, because that's what we gave them. Oh, it was a quick way to keep attention, such and such. Um, like you said, back when we were growing up, we were outside all the time. Parents was literally go outside. Don't come back in until the lights come on. So we were out there. We are the ones that were drinking from the water hoses, kickball, curveball, frozen cups, like all that type stuff. And I don't care what y'all say, those water hose water was the best. Bro. And then might make you voice a little bit, but you good. (laughs) Well, yeah, but now and now like the kids don't want to drink from the faucet. They gotta have bottled water. Like, and don't realize like that bottled water is causing a a a plastic and recycling issue. Because oh, we don't want to drink from the faucet because this is the that's in the water. Nah, bro. We we grew up off that. We're fine. We were outside like they gonna wind up dying because they can't wash their hands. We just yeah. spreading, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so what you're we saying gotta, that we PJ is gonna rely on the parents, again, bro? I mean, but that's it's not to say it's it's the parent. Like it is, it's us. We have to teach our kids because no mm-hmm. offense, our generation, we're the older. We're we're our kids for the main part. Um, my goddaughter is my daughter. She graduates from high school this year, so she's eighteen. I have friends that have eighteen, twenty two year old kids so they're adults at that point so they have to be able to teach that next generation um you know teach that next generation about this is what you need to do like don't not to say put too much emphasis is because you know i'm I'm cool you want to go to college cool go to college but college for me was more of a uh an an experience a life-changing experience for you experience different cultures i went to a multicultural university. I went to Old Dominion. I didn't graduate, but I went there. So I got to experience different cultures. I got to see everything like that. Um, you know, you got people that went to HBCUs that love it. I have people that went to HBCUs that said they wish they would have stayed at a multicultural because the, the experience was just a little bit different. Either way, but that's for me, that's what college is. If you want knowledge, you can learn on your own. We have YouTube. You can hop on YouTube and learn any subject that you want to learn as long as you apply, you know, your mind to it. You have libraries. You have access to all this different stuff that you can do and not to say that you have to go to college. But again, we put emphasis on going to college, putting yourself in debt to get a job to pay that debt off. Why not go to trade school? A plumber makes, what, $30, $40, $50 an hour just to come unclog a drain to do some pipe if I need to and then you can learn that on YouTube. So I'm not I'm not taking and and don't think that I'm I'm like, you know, downplaying anybody's education or any type of of, of job field or anything like that. Yes, he is. He's saying your but, education ain't shit. <laughs> it's it's I'm not saying that, bro, because like even the same time I have people that that have dropped out of high school that are super articulate. Uh, like knowledge beyond their years because they literally pay attention to what's around them. They read, 
they study, they focus and look and see what's out there to learn. And then you got some that, you know, they got full. You, I, I know people that have two and three master's degrees, PhDs and all that, and flipping burgers at McDonald's, bro. Yeah, I'm not even going to cap, bro. I'm a dropout, but I coach people with master's degrees on a daily basis. Like, but that's what I'm saying. about what you do with it. Exactly. And it's, and it's yeah, not like, know. and it's not one of the things where you have to go to school. If you want to go to school, get that experience because that's a life experience that's going to teach you how to be around other people. Um, for me, I tell people, and even like, like when I'm telling people when I'm talking to them, I'm like, yo, the one job that I wish that every person would get in in the world is become a server. It teaches you how to talk to people. It gives you people skills and teaches you how to multitask. You have to deal with numbers. You have to deal with writing, everything like that. And you have to be on point. But that will get you a lot further than working in an office somewhere by yourself. Hmm? No, you know and it's, fu- it's funny. I actually I had that. that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was going to say I love that. Um, I I used to I used to be a big. You know, I come from I'm a military brat. I come from a military family, so I used to be a big proponent of saying like, especially if you're going to work in government, you shouldn't be allowed to work in government unless you had served previously. But you know, I kind of like the thought concept that everybody should at least serve like two years, not for the sake of us boistering the military or anything like that. But there's just something to be said about learning how to follow. We got a mm-hmm. society of people who don't know how to follow. And sometimes you just got to follow. It's not a bad thing. If you ain't coming up with all the answers, you just got to learn how to follow somebody who is. Um, and we not don't worry to be a leader, leader bro. Mm-hmm. We're incapable of that. We've, we've uh, minimized the importance of people not being subservient, but saying, yeah, you know what? I'm down to put my, my manpower behind this, but you be the brains on this. Somehow that makes you less of a person because you're not the alpha and, and this and that. Uh, if we could, if we could readjust that, I think we can start hitting that reset button. So to, so to speak a little bit. See, we get into our conversations again, bro. Uh, I li- but I like it. I, I mean, it's true as facts. Um, And I actually, it's funny you mentioned about the, the uh, job at the waitress, because I always said the same thing. I was actually just having a conversation, I think, with Steven about this. If I'm not mistaken. We were talking about it because my daughter's at the age where she could start working. And I and, you know, at first I was against it. because I was like, you know what? I remember what happened to me when I was in school. You know, I cared more about the money than grades and all that. And I know she probably is not going to be like that. She's a straight A student. I mean, this past semester, she got nothing but A's and aced all her exams. Like she's freaking amazing. Um, but after thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I do want her to get a job and I want her to get a job somewhere in retail or, or dealing with customers. And the reason why is I feel those type of jobs when I was younger, helped me be, be the better person uh, that I am now being able to speak to people, being able to relate to people, understand being sympathetic. Like you learn that at your earlier ages, you know, I learned a lot in retail, working at grocery stores. Um, as a cashier, a bagger, going to Best Buy, Home Depot afterwards. And like, I worked for a lot of different retail jobs where I was customer facing all the time. And I learned proper ways to say things to people, you know, ways to piss people off, (laughs) ways to get yelled at, cursed at, you know, and it's just, I felt like it did help develop me to be a little bit better. Um, But at the end of the day, to I think you said it best, uh, Bo, it's just, we need to rip this bandaid off that we have, you know, there's no proper way to do this. You know, uh, the only way to do it is to slowly start somewhere, you know, and that, and this could lead down a rabbit hole of a whole bunch of other things that we had talked about, uh, the night and that I keep mentioning, but, um, which we're not going to go into tonight, but the best, the simple way is we have to, we have to start somewhere, you know, wherever we start, it's not going to please everybody. Some, there's going to be people out there that are not going to be happy. There are going to be some people that are going to be angry and not like the process. And it's going to sting for some people. It's going to suck. But we have to start somewhere. We have to rip the Band-Aid off. Um, I think what Florida is doing after listening to you fellas tonight and all that just makes reassures me more that, you know what? A lot of people don't like what's being done. But it's something, at least he's doing something to start the process and to start getting other people to talk about the conversation. No, this this is a conversation that needs to be had, you know, government control, 
uh, again, or a non-citizens of start, let's say it's just a non-citizens of the U.S. purchasing land. You know, that's a big thing because that could be a slippery slope where it could be the government buying the land as the individual and they're funding that to get kickbacks and, you know, all that. So I, I think that's a good start. Hey, you know what? You want to buy land in the U.S.? You need to be a U.S. citizen. It's simple as that. Um, you know, hiring, no longer hiring illegals to, to work for corporations. You know, that's going to sting as well. But, you know, maybe it'll push these, you know, illegal immigrants, which I'm sure they're on their way working to become a U.S. citizen um, or to get a green card. You know, because if you get a green card, you're not only illegal, you know, because you're able to pay taxes on a green card and work in the mm -hmm. U.S. So, you know, maybe that will push I mean, that that factor into them to help the those immigrants you know contribute just a little more and not saying they don't contribute to the u.s economy because they sure do they just don't pay taxes like we do and other stuff like that so i mean just think about how crazy a flex that is right like we got hard-working americans here with great jobs that can't afford a house yeah and you got foreign <laughs> you got foreign citizens buying our land like <laughs> how bad did you just screw your own people they can't afford your product but, but somebody else can and mm -hmm. we're supposed to be better than them facts bro what yeah and, and it's it's crazy like I, I just looked it up really quick as we were talking about it you know what what should the average income be in the state of florida to be able to afford just a, a $400,000 house because that's what they're starting off. Even condos right here are starting at the high 300s, low force. Um, because there's a condo community right across the street. I know we just looked at that was in that range, but here in America or here in the state of Florida, the annual income now you should have to be able to afford a house that's starting at 400,000 or more is $76,000 is what your, your annual household income should be. There's not a lot of Americans making that. Not a lot at all. I mean, my in my job alone, I make I'm not scared to put it out there. I make 55, you know, and if I was a single dad, you know, 55 ain't going nowhere. Luckily, between me and my wife, we make well over that. Um, but, you know, for single fam families, single mothers, single fathers, you know, people that are not getting those really, really good jobs, they're making, you know, they're making less than that. They're making way less than that. Yeah, so you see me out here, bro. I got like what fifteen different jobs, bro. Yeah, I mean, I might be Jamaican at some point. Right now, the the median household income in the state of Florida is fifty three thousand three hundred and fourteen thousand. So that means the average person is making twenty something thousand less than what they need to be making to afford a house. But that's that's, that's what yeah, recession yeah, and poverty. That makes sense. That that's makes crazy. Sense. That's the poverty line, bro. That's that's how crazy it used to be at, at, at some point when they 30. were saying, yeah, yeah bro, it's, like it's when just... they were saying that you had to make what forty. If you were making fifty thousand at at one point, you were above the poverty line. Nah, yeah, bro. bro I, I, I remember living back in Virginia when I was making like thirty thousand. I'm like, bro, if I could just make like forty thousand, fifty thousand a year. I will be good. Now I'm making it. I'm like, damn, if I can only make another $20,000, like, and, and the more you make, of course, the more it goes up. And it's just, it's crazy that that's what it is in the state of Florida now. So, and this so is, you, of course, you just, this would change kinda, in every state. So you, you, you just kind of like crack the code there though. Like if, when you figure out how to get over the 50 hump, if you could get over 50, you could get to a hundred. Exactly. It's just Pretty much. how you play it. Yep. Getting over that 50 is really hard though. That's, it is. That's the hurdle. It is. It used to be. It used to be staying with your job and investing time with your job, and you would get that, and you'd be able to survive. Nah, bro. It Two to three like jobs period now to work, oh or God. you have to have investments and all that. There's, there's, look, that's a whole another podcast. Yeah, I'm not right touching there, that because that's we'll be yeah, here for nope, two days. That's another. Yep, that's another. <laughs> See, don't worry. Hey, I got a financial advisor meeting tomorrow morning, bro. Perfect. Tell, tell him we want to put him on the podcast. We want to, we need him in here to give some financial advice. I got you, bro. Look, look, Let him know. I keep lining it. I keep lining these people up, bro. But I keep telling you it's, it's my timing, but yeah. I got, I got three, I got three people for you right now that we're going to line, right, line, line them up, line them up.
well listen guys we're, we're gonna go ahead and cut this out we already uh, passed our normal episode of 30 but this was just so good I, I went to the full hour with this guys i hope you guys really enjoyed it shout out to the viewer or listener excuse me that sent us the email with the question great question we really do appreciate you we're not bashing your question at all i hope nobody bashes this guy's question or ladies question don't know if it's a male or female um you know i appreciate everybody that submits in ideas to us or what you want to hear about our feedback like always if you want to reach us you guys know how to do it you can email us at cut the crap one with two p's at gmail.com that's c-u-t-t-h-e-c-r-a-p-p-1 at gmail.com you can also send us a message on facebook tiktok twitter discord instagram or if you have our private number send us a message as well we always love to hear back from you guys if you have any other topics you want us to talk about please let us know we really do appreciate it um and guys like always thank you for listening Bo and pj thank you so much for taking a moment out of your day to speak with us we really appreciate that and uh thanks for having us of course of course fellas and everybody you guys have a great rest of your week till next week peace <laughs>